0: Hello and welcome to the new podcast, Copper's Corner podcast. This is a music history podcast where every episode I'll be talking to a guest about one of their favourite singers, talking about the history of that singer, the influence of the singer on the guest and the guests themselves. And this week, I'm delighted to be uh, joined by the fantastic Irish country singer, Ashley Rafferty. How are you doing, Ashley?
1: Hey, I'm good, thanks.
0: How are you, Copper? I'm very good. Thanks for joining me on my first episode. Into this, We're venturing into the wild here and we'll see how we get on anyway. Exactly. It's a
1: privilege and an honour anyway to be your first guest. And
0: thanks very uh, much for having me on. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you very much for, have, not, for having me on. I was going to say <laughs> thanks very much for kept coming on. Hey, no um, problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, before we get into the whole subject matter, which is Tammy Wynette. Uh, that's the person we'll be talking about this week. Uh, before we get into it, you can follow the podcast on uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's Copper, Copper's Corner Podcast. And you will see updates from, from me about the podcast. You'll have links to the likes of Ashling and other guests that we're having on. And also, I'm going to create a Spotify playlist that will contain some of the music of the artists that we're talking about. Uh, so after the podcast, you can go and listen to the Spotify, Spotify playlist and listen to some songs of Tammy Wynette and whoever else we're going to talk about in the future. Uh, but Ashley, do you want to tell the people where they actually can find you on the social? Yeah,
1: of course. So my Instagram is very basic and plain. It's just Ashling Rafferty. So <laughs> you can't go wrong there. And then my Facebook and my YouTube are Ashling Rafferty Music. And then as well, I do a radio station as well. I do a radio show and you can find all that on my Facebook page, which I said is Ashling Rafferty Music. So yeah, there you go.
0: Brilliant. Fair play, fair play. And uh yeah, do go and follow Ashling there because uh she's very active. She has uh, a latest single that came out recently was, uh, oh, uh thank you. Uh, oh, thanks God, to you. Thanks to you. God, it just absolutely <laughs> fell out my head there a the second. I started to say it. But uh, thanks to you. When did you release that one, Ashley?
1: Um, I released that song about three weeks ago, and I brought the video out about a week and a half ago, and it's after getting over 100,000 views already, which is fantastic. Wow. So thanks very much to everyone who's watching if any of you are tuned in. And yeah, the single went great for me and still going great, She's getting loads of radio airplay and I went straight to number one on iTunes as well, which is brilliant. And I can wow. see the listeners are going up every day on Spotify as well, which is brilliant. So yes, and yeah. of course, the song was wrote by John Farry as well and he is fantastic. So big shout out to him as well.
0: <laughs> yes, ah, oh, that's fantastic. I'm late with your success at that one. That's amazing now to... A- Go, but you're you're no, uh, you know you're not, you're not new to this whole scene. You've been going a few years now. Where, when did you, I suppose, release your first single?
1: Um, yeah, well, I released my first single about a year and a half, two years ago. So I have obviously, yeah. obviously I'm only nineteen. I'll be twenty now shortly as well. So um started off, I was always involved in music, loved all sorts of music in school. I was always singing in the plays and, you know, stuff like that in choirs. Yeah. So I absolutely loved it. And, you know, the radio would be on every day of the week, every hour of the day. Yeah. <laughs> We'd uh, Chip FM playing or Chip Midwest and you'd be hearing, you know, Jekyll and Ernie, Louise Morrissey, the whole Ashton. you'd be hearing on the radio. So obviously I took a shine, you know, I couldn't really miss a bit. And my brothers and sisters were playing music and singing as well. So... I just kind of fell into it, and then in 2019, I applied for the Cowboys and Heroes Country Star Competition, and I got to... a singing
0: competition, for those that that don't know, I suppose, a singing competition based in the Midlands, is
1: it? Uh, No, it's actually at Cowboys and Heroes in Drumcora and Ah, Ah, Leitrim. Yeah, it's kind of like an American kind of country music festival. Yes. So, that was absolutely great. You got to sing on the big stage and you know, there was some fantastic singers singing on that stage as well. You know, that week, like Nathan Carter, Chantelle Padden was there, Robert oh, yeah. Mozell, the whole lot of them. So, you know, even to get on the stage was huge for me. But it was a fantastic experience and it really, I have to say, it kickstarted my career and I do owe a lot to Cowboys and Heroes, so I do. And then, Ever since that, things have just kind of taken off now. It was unfortunate with COVID and stuff, the way it happened. Yeah. But I suppose for me, as an artist who was now gigging every week, it gave me a lot of time, you know, to release music, record music, you know, get to know loads about the music industry and stuff like that. So yeah. I suppose I was kind of lucky in that sense, you know, with COVID. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And here I am today.
0: Yes, you're on the... World famous copper Corner podcast. Look at you. Exactly. Middle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, fair play to you. And uh, yeah, so tell us about this radio show you got. I think i, I seen it. You only got there recently, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so that we were talking about it for a while. Myself and Mike Leeson of Down the Road Radio, and he is great. Shows on, and he's a great, a huge supporter of my music as well. So when he asked me, I was just thrilled to do it. You know, it's great, and I'm learning so much from Even with college as well, I'm studying music in college, so it kind of all goes hand in hand. You know, and I'm just I'm yeah. finding new music every day to play. And there's people sending me music, and it goes out every Friday at two o'clock or one o'clock <laughs> and every Tuesday it's seven o'clock so it's actually yeah. on now in my recording so it's a repeat on a Tuesday I so see. um, yeah I'm loving every second of it and you can send me on your music copper and if any other oh. music uh, musicians or singers are tuned in or anything as well you can send me your music I'd only be delighted to play it and my email is Radio at gmail.com so
0: Brilliant. That's, I'll, I'll put it down in the description as well as your your socials as well. So if anyone yeah. looks at the description of this video or the, the, the podcast you go down to the description you see the link there. Uh, but fair play that's amazing. And do you yeah. do, you do the, the radio show live or do you pre-record and put it out? Or what um, at it the done?
1: moment now I'm pre-recording it because I'm going to be back to college now in about two weeks. Yeah. So I'm pre-recording to try to have them ready to go to you know that sort of way rather than because yeah. when I'm in college I won't be able to so that's yeah, it why I more do. it's a more I'm sense
0: that way, it's more practical exactly
1: sense. yeah and yeah. then sure when of get my summer holidays and stuff i of be going live and and that sort of it's yeah. so for of moment yeah that's how it's am doing it I'm it's a great and I am getting to know all the technology i know i'm not very uh, tech savvy but <laughs> i'm of there so I am it's oh, you get
0: of yes absolutely <laughs> what's of it's of the show of it's something it's of the
1: Ashlings <laughs> country corner.
0: Ah, there we go. Yeah, that's fair play. I, I'll share the corner part, which is okay. It's no
1: problem. <laughs> <laughs> we won't fight over it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, uh, who are we actually going to be talking about today? Uh, the
1: one and only Tammy Wynette.
0: That's it, and she's probably she's one of your favorite singers. I'm assuming, anyway. Um, yeah, she my favorite
1: American singer. Now I have to say, yeah. would be Tammy Wynette, But obviously, I love. I absolutely love Irish country music singers as well, like Trudy Lawler, or Louise Morrison, you know that kind of genre. Yeah, and then people as well. They're they'd be my favourites now, so they would, yeah.
0: Yeah. And what, what I suppose what's uh what attracts you to Tammy Wynette's music?
1: I feel she's very unique and I don't get me wrong now saying this, but I feel like she's um she's kind of her own person. She's not doing this big Land, you know,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's what stands out to her or for me with Tammy Vanette. I think she's yeah. very unique. Like, There's nobody like her, nobody sounds like her, and I, you know, I don't think people are trying to sound like her either because they wouldn't really be able, yeah, <laughs> you know, that that's, sort that's of That's
0: point, actually, because yeah, she does yeah. have this particularly, um, I heard it described as a cry in her voice, I suppose. It's very yeah, unique.
1: Exactly. And you can really feel her emotions in every song. And you know, some of her songs are like extremely, extremely emotional. Like to like yeah. make it on my own or stand by your man. And you know, you can really, really hear it in her voice. It's kind of raw like.
0: Mm. And I, I suppose it does reflect on her actual life as well. Cause I suppose for this first episode we're we're having a I suppose a heavy hitter in regards to yeah. her history. Mm. It's just a it's a very tragic story in in a way, uh, mm. full of lots of ups and downs. And uh and I, I don't know how much you looked into her her backstory now before we went into this, but I looked into it myself and my God, it's uh it's something else anyway. Uh she's been was it married five times, I think it five is. Five
1: times, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh to, George uh, Jones
1: being
0: one of them? Uh, yeah, I think he was the fourth husband.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll have we'll go through it anyway. But uh, he he's a he's a story in himself, that guy. Um mm-hmm. he's one of my he's one of my favorite country singers as well. Yeah. um, Yeah, he has his own demons and stories behind him as well. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose we'll start the start of Tammy Wynette's life. Uh, She was born in 1942, which is around kind of midway through uh, World War II, which was, uh, you know, wouldn't be the great time to be living. But um, she was actually born, her name was uh, Wynette, or Virginia Wynette Pugh. Uh, the Tammy was actually a, a stage name that was yeah. added on later. Uh, but we get to that. But she uh, she grew up on a cotton farm in Itawamba County, in Mississippi. That's a Itawamba. <laughs> nice name. <I'm> twister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she grew up on a cotton farm, and uh, her actual her father died. First of all, first tragedy. If we have to have a counter here, uh, her father died of brain tumor when she was less than a year old, and. Uh, so she, she didn't have her father in life. But apparently he was a you know well renowned musician in his own right. And he actually encouraged uh Tam, Tammy's mother to kind of um introduce her to music and kind of, you know, encourage encourage music in her life.
1: I wasn't um, actually aware of that now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it was just her and her ma- mother growing up for a long time. And uh and then when she turned seven, she started picking cotton out in the fields. And uh yeah, so like I can kind of relate to that in a slight way. I'm from Wexford. and Do you know what's the the main strawberries? (laughs) Exactly. I grew up picking strawberries. So I was probably like seven, eight, nine. I can't remember exactly. Every summer, as soon as school was out, into the strawberry field, I was, you know, back breaking work. But apparently, you know, as hard as strawberry picking is, cotton picking is the next level. It's actually, you know, this is like the soft, you know, soft uh, plant. Um, mm-hmm. Or you know, soft uh, end product, you could say anyway. But well, it's pretty thick and hard to take off the the branches, mm-hmm. and it can callous your hands, and it's not a, an easy job for a,
1: a seven year old girl. No. Yeah.
0: Have you ever? Did you ever do anything like that yourself? do you ever have any hard labor in the fields when you were a kid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we used to have a big there this. I, I'm going to sound like such a big softy now saying this but we used to have a polytunnel and oh, yeah. be, now this is so minor and so like so minor compared to Tommy it. so this will sound really dramatic but um, there was like you know the drills for planting yeah. stuff and all this stuff it's like picking stones out of that but honestly it was nothing Like oh well,
0: look, that's <laughs> I sound really well. dramatic <laughs> How Picking stones that's a that's a backbreaking job as well so this was you have you have that in your, your checklist in your book anyway um <laughs> hopefully there would be nothing more of what's coming on, coming forward, <laughs> going on. But, um, hopefully not. No, like no. five husbands. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, uh, so she, she, when, I suppose when the family had a bit of money, she actually started taking a few uh, music lessons. So she learned uh, accordion and I think a bit of piano and a bit of guitar. So she was well into music when she was uh, at a young age, so probably in her early teens, I guess. And uh, do you actually play it yourself, Ashley?
1: I do, yeah. I play the guitar and I'm learning the piano in college as well, keyboard piano. So I wouldn't be yes. a master. as it just, you know, oh, it's all look, kind of classical stuff and yeah. concertos and all that stuff that yeah. I wouldn't really be into it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm learning it and getting there slowly but surely with the guitar now as well. I wouldn't be fantastic, but I can, you know, I can strum along, accompany myself and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's,
0: that's, that's that's half the battle. As long as you exactly. Can, now you like, said it. Playing and singing at the same time is is, is a is a tricky thing to learn. So you're kind of grasping, mm-hmm. or getting the hang of it anyway. So that's, yeah, that's half the battle. So yeah, keep at it. Like that's all you can do is keep at it, keep practicing. I'm at, I'm playing guitar twenty years and i still, you know, I could be way better. But you know, that's life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's always room for improvement, as they say. Exactly.
0: Always. Always. Um. But she actually married first husband number one. Well, Write that off there now. Um, her first husband at the age of 17. So I think she, just before she um, graduated from high school, as they were yes. over there. And he has a great name. It's Eupel Bird. E E P L E. I've never heard That's the first time I've ever heard that name. And uh, so she actually had her first two children with Eupel. And the children were named Gwendolyn and Jacqueline. And uh, But the thing is, they uh, they weren't very well off at all. And they actually lived in a shack. Like when you picture a shack in your head, this is probably worse than what you can picture. Yeah. They had like cardboard for insulation and uh, no indoor plumbing. And it was very, very rough. And um, apparently like living in the house caused so much stress to Tammy. She had had an emotional breakdown. Oh God. She was actually treated with electroshock therapy. Which was uh, obviously now was a very outdated treatment. Yeah. Um, which later she discussed it and she said uh, they were horrible, but they helped me. So I don't know. They seemed to have helped her, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, sure? that's, yeah, oh. yeah. That's like when you you see like an old like horror film and sitting a you know an asylum or something. You see obviously the, the two mm-hmm. buds at the temples and throof, yeah, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. And, I
1: didn't. Uh, I did not
0: know that about Tammy either. Uh, and this is only the start of her troubles. My God, <laughs> we are still only getting started. Um, but yeah, feel free to interject with any any knowledge you might have as we go as well. Um, but yeah, so in her late teens, she became a beautician. She went to yes. beauty school and she became a licensed beautician and a hairdresser. And a hairdresser, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And yeah. later in life, actually, when she I suppose, made it, uh, quote unquote, she, uh, in her house, she basically had a beauty salon next to her sitting room and she, she always kind of kept her beautician license uh, yeah, up to date. Uh,
1: Something which, I find unusual, sorry, uh, she actually, she was always wearing wigs, brunette wigs, but she was a hairdresser. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah, she was always wearing wigs, which I like find kind that- of strange because she was a hairdresser so yeah. you know maybe it was easier maybe it was handier
0: was it maybe uh, like on stage you mean because
1: yeah oh, okay, when she was okay. firm she always had a wig on I suppose mm-hmm. Dolly's the same as well like
0: yeah yeah. Well, Dolly's <laughs> another story altogether <laughs>
1: yeah we'll leave that for another podcast <laughs> yeah that could be another podcast
0: <laughs> um, but uh, apparently yeah people are saying uh, when she starts singing she wants to become a country singer and uh, a few people her classmates said she was lousy, real twangy, and never in a million years would have thought that girl would amount to anything. They said, "That's uh, harsh." That's very harsh. And she mm. she go on to actually become the queen of country music, which I don't think we've said already. But she's like, yeah, considered the
2: queen. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely. And uh, so yeah, so yeah, even after she became a superstar, she kept her musician's license up to date because you know being a musician isn't the most reliable form of making a living. Exactly. I, was, I
1: think we've all seen that in the last 18 months as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We're still, what, 500 days out whatever. of, you know, gigging, whatever, you know. So it's kind of Crazy. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's not even accounting for just not making it, let's say. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, she she had that as a plan B, like something she could fall back on just in case. Um so, yeah, so basically, she, after she earned her petitions license, she left poor old Upal and uh, moved to Birmingham. Uh, but she actually left Upal. While she left Uppel, she was still, or she was pregnant with their third daughter. And after she left them, they moved, she moved to Birmingham, Alabama and gave birth to Tina, um, who, again, more tragedy, she's born prematurely. Born with a bout of spinal meningitis, so the baby almost didn't survive. But thankfully, she did. Uh, But apparently, uh, Tammy had to was saddled with about six thousand dollars worth of hospital bills, which back in those days, six thousand dollars a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And um, so she was working as a musician. Her marriage was dissolving, uh, but she actually got a gig at a local television program called The Country Boy Eddie Show where she earned $30 a week so that goes to show how much a dollar is worth
1: compared to the $6,000
0: exactly and she was actually renting an apartment for $10 uh, a week at the time as well so it's it's, it's crazy that, that kind of money so she was paying <laughs> off that for a long 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 time and uh, so yeah af- apparently though playing at this local TV show she didn't get any interest in her music or her singing or her in general. Um, so she kind of kept getting rejections when she kind of, you know, reached out to other people and all this kind of stuff. But she actually went to Nashville. She said, check it now. I'll have to make it or break it. So she went to Nashville. And I think we'd all, we'd all love to go to Nashville at some point. I'd say you would as well, Ashley. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I was planning on going last October end yeah. of October, start of November and then obviously COVID came yeah. and that wiped that out. But um, hopefully now when things get, you know, kind of lifted up again and back to normal, please God, I'll take a venture. I might like, oh, go and never come back, who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm only joking. I'd love to go out yeah. just for a holiday, you know, see what it's all about. You know, that's sort I am. Come back to my roots. <laughs> I
0: see. Go visit like the Grand old Opry and, Ryan, Records and things
1: you dream of, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll have you. Amazing, have you obviously. ever been? No, I've never been, now, but I, geez, I'd like to go and have a visit anyway, at least, and maybe try to get a few old gigs and a, a little honky-tonk or yeah. something, you know, that'd be class. <laughs> <laughs> and they will get an old chicken wire in front of me and get people firing bottles at me, like, you know, the blues. Players. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> uh, not at all, not
1: at all. but <laughs>
0: um, well, anyway, she went to, uh, to, to Nashville and she met with a producer called Billy Sherrill. And... Who actually liked her voice, which is apparently one of the first people who said that they liked her voice. <laughs> so <laughs> she uh she her look changed as I said. But well, she um he asked her, what's your what's your professional name? So she didn't really have a professional or you know a stage name. Mm-hmm. Um so her name was Virginia Winette Pew. So she basically took the name Tammy as apparently it resembled a character played by Debbie Reynolds in the movie Tammy. And uh, Billy Cheryl allowed her to keep Wynette. You know that was so nice of him. Uh, so <laughs> how kind? How kind. So she became Tammy Wynette, and uh, she recorded her first song, which I think was a Johnny Paycheck song. It's called Apartment Number Nine. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this song at all?
1: I am, and a girl actually, Lorraine McDonald, an Irish girl. She does a fantastic version of this.
0: It's unreal. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. I must look it up. Brilliant. And uh, Johnny Paycheck is one of my one of my favourite country singers as well. He has (laughs) Take This Job and Shove It (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) So maybe someday I'll do a podcast on him as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so this he was actually I think one of the first people to say that she had this kind of teardrop tinged voice. So it's like she had this like you know emotion in her voice Mm -hmm. that really carried through. That
1: can be heard in literally all of her recordings.
0: Like. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of the songs we'll get to, they're actually heartbreaking to mm-hmm. listen to. Um, so apparently, like, she had a little bit of success with that first one. And uh, she had another one then, uh, let me see, where was it now? We get, to, oh yeah, her first album, we get to the first album, was Your, Girl, Your Good Girl's Gonna Go Bad. And that was released in 1967. And it went to number three on the Billboard chart. So you're very familiar with this album.
1: Oh, I'm familiar with the song. Now, every yes. time I'm doing a gig or singing anywhere, I always throw in that song. I love that one. Oh, and cool. it's, I think it's one of um few lively, happy, fun yeah. songs.
0: Is that like uh, where Rihanna got her inspiration, Good Girl Gone Bad? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, Possibly
1: so, but I don't think she'd say that.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I probably wouldn't. This would wouldn't be cool, you know. <laughs> um. So, Yeah, she got a bit two more uh, number one singles with My Elusive Dreams, and she has uh, one of her first solo number ones was I Don't Want to Play House, which was one of the songs I know fairly well of her, which mm-hmm. is a, a tearjerker, you could say. What What's your uh, experience of that song? Have you sung it, or you, you I've never well. sung
1: that song, I listened to it a few times. It's sad, yes. <laughs> definitely. I think, um all her songs I think are very personal to her and mm. everything that's going on in her own personal life especially like Stand By Your Man as well what that is
0: yeah
1: raw emotions
0: absolutely absolutely mm. and of course the um, uh, I Don't Want to Play House uh, sung from a point of view of a woman overhearing her little girl tell a playmate I don't want to play house it makes my mommy cry because when she played house my daddy said goodbye and that's uh, it's a very very sad situation mm. um but I suppose it actually earned her a Grammy for Best Female Country and Western Solo Performance. Uh, so she, she's on the right track, I suppose you could say. Things are kind of
1: starting to look up, but yeah. not for long.
0: Not for long, not for long. Um, but at the same time, when you look at the kind of the, um, the environment of country music or music in general back in the 60s, it's all very male oriented. It's very run by men, basically. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, so.
0: And there wasn't a whole lot of time for women on radio. It didn't yeah. really, didn't have, you know, just didn't want to give them any sort of a bit of limelight at all. And especially, you couldn't play two songs by women back to back. I was just like, no, no. No go. Couldn't do that. Mm. So she was actually one Look, of those. Lucky for me, all
1: that has changed. <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a wealth of obviously female singers now, um, especially like brand new singers on the scene like yourself. Mm. Well, I wouldn't call you brand new. You've been at for a few years now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, we don't have that problem anymore, thankfully, anyway. And uh, so, I suppose we we'll go on to her, as you mentioned just there a few minutes ago, her signature song, which was...
1: "Stand by your man. That's
0: the one, that's the one. Uh, herself and Billy Sherrill, the guy from earlier, uh, Crow wrote the song in just 15 minutes and released in six, 1968. And it was another one, number one hit Billboard country singles chart, and it crossed over to the pop chart as well, and actually earned her a second and final Grammy. Although she would be nominated for twelve more times, so she became huge in the country chart. But I think she was one of the first to actually cross over to the pop yeah. chart, and it became a huge song uh, across for basically for everyone, and it became her absolute, um, you know, standout. Signature song, and uh, so what, what? What are your thoughts on the song before we get into? I suppose the controversy. Yeah,
1: on it. um, I feel like there is probably a lot of women that could relate to it back then, and probably still definitely can relate to it. I'd imagine. And yeah. it's yeah, very very emotional song, and you can really hear it in her voice. It's pure, mm. kind of raw. You know, she's she's not holding back.
0: No, no. She's
1: getting it all out there in the song.
0: Yeah, yeah. And did you know she actually? didn't want to release it at all. She like begged Billy Cheryl, just don't release that. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. She I didn't was... know
1: that, but do you know what? She was probably embarrassed about the whole yeah. you know. Well, I don't
0: I don't think it was that. It's even that she wasn't um confident in her songwriting abilities. Yeah. And, I... and and she said that she didn't like her high notes. She was like, oh no, that's that's not that's not good.
1: <laughs> they were phenomenal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But you know yourself as a singer, you probably hear yourself back and go, "Oh no, Ooh. what was I thinking?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I literally can't listen to myself back You can't. <laughs>
0: um, don't back. like
1: it. I think you have yeah. probably relate to that as well. A lot of singers like, that I talk to, they're like, "No, I do not listen back to myself."
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I, I've the unfortunate thing I have to record myself, so I have to listen back and have to, you know, <laughs> edit myself. I don't myself. Empty you. So I, I got used to it fairly quick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> But um, especially like podcasts now, I have to hear myself talk. A lot of people just don't like hearing themselves <laughs> talk, even. That's
1: you know, like just... me on the radio as well. I just record it and I'm a bit. That's grand now. Not come back and listening to it. I let Daddy <laughs> listen to it or someone before I send it off because yeah. I just ugh, can't listen to myself at all. Yeah. So no, I feel I'm... like that's the most annoying voice.
0: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Just, I mean, we all think we all think that
1: about ourselves. So
0: yeah, yeah, you sound different in your own head. That's a big yeah. Thing. And then when you hear yourself on tape, it's like that, that's me. But um. <laughs> Yeah, you get used to it. You get used to it. Mm. You'll be a, a phenomenal radio personality in no time. You might even have your own <laughs> podcast one day. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, um, yeah, the song became kind of uh, got a bit of controversy. A lot of feminists were kind of giving out about um yeah. saying, Oh, no, you're defending your man when he could be like, doing anything at all, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: all this kind of, especially um, it became a thing when in 92. Hillary Clinton uh, was addressing the latest rumours about her husband, Bill Clinton's philandering. Uh, famously quipped, I'm not sitting here like some little woman standing by my man like Tammy Wynette. So, Ouch. Yeah. Did you know about that?
1: <laughs> no, I did not. Now that so, was a bit of a blow.
0: Yes, absolutely, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was a disparaging remark, you could say.
1: Mm, so Very degrading.
0: Yeah, yeah. And... Tammy herself said uh, it's unbelievable to me the song that took me 20 minutes to write uh, I've spent 20 or 30 years defending it mm-hmm. and she didn't even want to release it in the first place either. <laughs> she
1: was probably thinking on all this and she's like oh I knew I shouldn't I shouldn't have yeah. released it.
0: No. That's it. Um, but yeah she uh, I suppose after this then this is the Stand By Me era. There's a few different eras you can nearly you know categorize your mm-hmm. life by. Um. So she had married for a second time a guy called Don Chapel. And uh, is this
1: her second or third husband? This
0: is the second. Yeah, this is the second marriage. So Don Chapel, I think this guy, if I'm not mistaken, he was some sort of a real estate mogul or something, but apparently okay. he, took, he took her for like a financial ride. And I think it was like six weeks later, she divorced him because that he, was he not a very to, long marriage. Yeah, no. no. Trying to get money out, of them, or out of her. Let's say, um. Oh no, sorry. I'm getting mixed up. I think this is like her fourth. That was her fourth husband. <laughs> it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of hard to keep track of these guys sometimes. Yeah. Um. It was actually. Talking...
1: Where does George Jones miss the equation? Is he three or four? He's or three. Five? No, he's definitely not five.
0: No, no. He's okay. three. Yeah. So yeah, the guy I just mentioned was four. Okay. Yeah. It's easy to get mixed up, um, but yeah, so she married Don Chapel, who uh, actually ended up introducing her to the aforementioned George Jones, who at the time was a, like a well-established country yeah, singer artist. at the time, yeah. So he had, you know, obviously songs um, like The Race Is On and uh, He Stopped Loving Her Today, all these absolute classics. Um, and would, would you be very familiar with George Jones' stuff?
1: Um, I know a few of the songs that you've mentioned there, but I wouldn't be—I wouldn't have posters on my wall now or anything no. like that. No, I just know a few of the songs, and it wouldn't really even be from him singing them. Do you know that sort of yes, way? Yes, yeah. he stopped loving her today. I'd be really familiar with that song from Robert Russell singing. it yeah. and Jimmy Buckley. You know, yes, so
0: yeah. I think Robert does "The uh, Race Is On" as well. I think yeah,
1: he does. Yeah, it's funny. It's um, now the race is on, and the hair comes prying up the back straight. Reminds me. <laughs> 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 I always laugh every time we hear that line. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So apparently, Golden
1: Ring actually was a good duet they done.
0: That's, yep, yeah, yeah. That's mm. the one I was trying to think of that one. I remember seeing that a few years ago and I couldn't yeah. think of the name of that song. So thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah. But yeah, they go on to have a great duet career. Um, but before we get into that, they, um, they, they met in a recording studio where Mr. Don Chappell, her second husband, introduced them. Um, but apparently, one evening, uh, Don Chappell and Hammy were in their house. And they're having a big argument in the kitchen. And George Jones just happened to kind of, you know, pass by and drop in. And Don Chapel called Tammy a, a bad word. I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if you could say it even if it did. But um, George Jones, like, kind of stood up for her. He's like, hey, you don't talk to her like that. Um, actually, your man was like, you don't talk to me like that. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but um, apparently, Tammy declared her love for George And that's when she left husband number two and went to marry husband number three, George Jones. That
1: did not go well.
0: No, 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 no. And they actually toured together as the Mr. and Mrs. Country Music. Um, And they're also known as the King and Queen of Country Mm. Music. Um, So they're like the royalty, you could say. And they had a daughter who is Tamala George Jett Jones, who is a country singer. In her own way if as well.
1: I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, she's actually come to Ireland a few times and she's recorded duets with some Irish male singers as well, oh, Georgette yeah. Jones. Yeah. No, I can't think of any of them off my head, but she definitely has.
0: I think I was chatting to Ben Troy before. I think he met her one time in, in the Grand Ole Opry, if I'm not mistaken, if I can oh, wow. remember that correctly. I think um, she got him to sing, I think, a George stone song on the stage, apparently. I. I'll have to go back and even listen to my own episode of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that other podcast. Um but yeah, apparently she's she's very uh she was uh, she liked him and got him to sing and all this kind of stuff. So
1: Well, imagine having Tammy winette and George Jones George Jones as your parents, like yeah. what <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's cra- that's crazy, mm-hmm. all right. Um but I suppose uh, Tammy was you know fell in love with George because he was very very gentle and very generous to begin with, let's say. Yes. But, unfortunately, George Jones, he was a bit of a demon for the drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when he was drinking, he became very violent and unpredictable. So he was, he was into his bit of alcohol and a bit of cocaine as well. So he he, he became a, an awful, 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 awful drunk. And uh, he actually chased... Tammy around the house with a loaded pistol and I think he might have fired off a shot or two but not thankfully you know didn't get her with it I suppose um, but at another point like George Jones himself he has you know a fantastic you know, fantastic you know what I mean it's an intriguing backstory yeah. of his own and uh, hopefully I'll get to do a podcast on him someday as well um, but there was one point where Tammy had to hide his keys of his car in order to stop him from going down to the, the local off-license or whatever, liquor store, as you call them in the States, I suppose. Um, hide his car keys so he wouldn't drive down. But what did George do? He got his ride on lawnmower and drove down to the liquor store, bottled oh whiskey God. on the way back, off his head, driving the... On the lawnmower? On the lawnmower, yeah. <laughs> so, he was a character, let's say. But... I suppose in a public perception, they were the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. They were like there's these...
1: actually um, a video on YouTube of them singing um, "Golden Ring," yeah. and I think it was shortly before they actually divorced. And you can just see it; it's so sad. You can yes. see like she's there's tears, her eyes are filling with tears, and you can see like oh, it's worth watching now. It really yeah. is, and like I... read the comments on YouTube; it's so yeah. interesting.
0: I've, I've seen that one actually. Yeah, it's just yeah. really heartbreaking to watch it because. You can see that there is obviously love between the two. It's yeah. Just, it didn't work between the moves. So he was such a I suppose a demon for the drink. He was mm-hmm. he, he was just he was too much to handle. Um but I suppose the main reason that Tammy stuck out with him for so long was because they publicly were perceived to be the perfect couple and they didn't yeah. want to let down the fans. Um didn't want to let people know that things weren't as perfect as they thought things were behind the scenes um so after a while they did um let was it was six years actually six years they were together which would have been a tumultuous
1: probably her time. longest
0: I, uh, possibly actually yeah on 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 maybe not including her last maybe i can't don't know exactly how long the last one was um but yeah that's one of her longest anyway I think her shortest was six weeks. I think that was the fourth guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what was Britney Spears? That was like a month. I have no years, idea. Something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, very uh, short marriages. And mm-hmm. this one was six years uh, to George Jones. Uh, so, yeah, he chased her with a rifle. And uh, so they ended up splitting up. But they actually continued working together uh, professionally, uh, dueting, singing Golden Ring, and uh, what was the other song? They had an uh, apartment, two f- no, what was it Two Floor House? Oh, name escapes you now. <laughs> um, no, no, I
1: can't really help you out there, copper, sorry.
0: <laughs> I should have had this. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they continued on for many years herself. And then into the 1970s was, I suppose, called Tammy Minette's Golden Age. And she had 20 number one hits. And wow. Tar- yeah, 20. And 39 top 10 Billboard country hits, which was, um, you know, that's prolific in, mm-hmm. for anyone in any genre. And uh, she had her song, Till I Can Make It On My Own, which she actually claimed to be her favourite song. Do you, do you know this one yourself?
1: I do. It's an absolutely beautiful song. So it is. It's like yeah. a powerhouse kind of song.
0: Mm. And uh, yes, yeah, so was like the, the title track of her first album recorded after her divorce from George Jones. Um so I had lyrics like till I can till I get used to loving till I get used to using you let me keep on using, keep on you, using you till yeah. I can make it on my own. Um yeah so it's uh
1: Some of the lyrics as well you question actually was she was she even over him like of was like I'll need time to get you off my mind and mm. all this kind of stuff you know.
0: Absolutely and look it's, it's in country music it's three chords and the truth isn't it that's what I was saying. <laughs> So real life does kind of even if you don't want it to inspire your lyrics, mm-hmm. sometimes it just does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's very easy to get your I suppose professional life kind of blurred with your uh you know, personal life. Um but actually after her divorce from Jones, she briefly dated Bert Reynolds. Do you know who Burt Reynolds is by any chance?
1: Never, never even heard him. Oh, you never heard
0: him. He was You look
1: like, very
0: <laughs> You are? Oh well, I oh,
1: look very shocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds was the dude. He was the guy. He was in Deliverance. He was a famous actor, very famous actor in the 70s. He's an icon. He was in Smokey and the Bandit, which is a if you like your country music, which you obviously do, you should watch Smokey and the Bandit. You have Jerry Reed in there as well. You know, Jerry Reed? He's uh he's Bounding Down. He did that song. I think Oh, Bound. Oh, I was just down. gonna say, I
1: know that song yes. for three mingles.
0: Three amigos. that's the guys, yeah. Yet. Um, but Jerry Reed did Eastbound and Down, uh, which is from the movie Smokey and the Bandit, and Burt Reynolds starred in that, and he starred in like Deliverance, um, and just a ton and ton of other films. He was, you know, a guy with a big mustache, you know, of look like me, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but they dated for a while, uh, but she saw that there was no future I suppose so she actually married then this is the guy who I mentioned earlier Nashville real estate tycoon Michael Tomlin and the marriage lasted 44 days I think I said four weeks earlier I got mixed with me fours so 44 days and apparently she or he kind of basically tried to you know uh, leech money over um, again Yeah, yeah so she you know she was I, I think I heard someone say she was financially stable but she wasn't emotionally dependent on herself. Let's say she had to be with a guy. You know, she had to be in a relationship. That's why she got married so many times, I guess. Um, But then that marriage lasted 44 days. So in 78, she married her fifth and final husband. So we're at the final final marriage, which is George (laughs) Ritchie. Yes, we got there and then So George Ritchie, who worked as a manager for the rest of her career, and she co-wrote a few songs with him as well uh, including ironically the till I can make it on my own um, and she said of Richie I made a lot of mistakes but thank God I finally got it right so apparently she found happiness fifth time
1: lucky
0: yeah but apparently there's a few little uh, caveats Not to so that lucky. as well. <laughs> well we'll get to that a bit later too my God the fun and learning never ends <laughs> but um, yes so there was uh, throughout the 70s, uh, this was another era of her life. Um, she described how in, I think in 1976, two different instruments where people had, someone had broken into their house and turned on every faucet or tap, every sink, every bathtub, every shower, and uh, in the entire house, so it was flooded. And they actually uh, drew like slurs and awful stuff on the walls, and uh, yeah, she, she had a, that was two two different times that this happened. Um, so I'd be very obviously wary about giving out your address to anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that actually reminds me of um, we were on. A, I was on a certain interview on a, a show. I think you were on it like the week or, or week or before or after me, anyway. But the guy was like, "Where do you live?" I was like, "Oh, Wexford." And where exactly? It's Like, Whoa, hold on.
1: <laughs> What's your airport? Can I, I have say, your GPS number?
0: So yeah, yeah, you have to be very careful, I suppose. So yeah, definitely. A, a case in point where people broke into her house and could have, could have happened, and a part of the fire act- or part of the house caught on fire, uh, and the entire back portion of the house, had to close it off, was completely burned. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, Yikes. But the, the, the fun doesn't stop there. Uh, in 1978, she was uh, allegedly abducted at gunpoint from a Nashville mall parking lot, uh, claiming that a masked gunman had beaten and then abandoned her on a country road 80 miles south of the town.
1: Um, Maybe we shouldn't go to Nashville.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you never know. But have you heard? Have you were you aware that this? No, I didn't well, know that. Stuff no. no, I
1: never had a clue about that.
0: No, um, I've seen a picture of her actually, besides uh Richie, and she had a huge, big black bruise on her on her cheek. Oh, god, fairly, uh, fairly bad now. But apparently, her daughter, um, let me see, I'll sort of guess which one was now, um. Mm-hmm. One of her, oh no, the three of her Vuinette's daughters, uh, actually said that it could have been a cover-up for Richie himself that could have actually caused the bruising, and they just kind of made up the story that there was kidnapping, but that was never proven. So allegedly, we throw that in. Allegedly, yeah. Sued her. Like, did you listen
1: to the Two Johnny's podcast?
0: I don't, but I I keep, I'm keeping into. Is that, is that, is it's very that funny that
1: everything everything allegedly. is allegedly.
0: <laughs> yes, can't be too careful. Like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but he Richie vehemently denied these allegations. Um, but it would not be the last time he would face accusations from his stepda- stepdaughters regarding their mother. We'll we'll get to that um, later on. But things kind of went from bad to worse. Like, this is like,
1: how can it get worse? <laughs> it's,
0: it's crazy, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> um, this is like a, a a tough, a bleak story to start mm-hmm. off on. Hopefully, people are you know liking what they're hearing, I guess. Um, but yeah, she she continued to have many health problems throughout her, her life, um, liver problems and gallbladder. And it's
1: no wonder with all the stress that she endures, yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like she had so much stress throughout her life with mm-hmm. all these husbands and, you know, kidnappings and house invasions and awful, awful stuff. So she basically, she kind of started taking painkillers. And she would take painkillers just to kind of get through a show or whatever she needed to do. And uh, she ended up going to the Betty Ford Center, which is like back in the day, it was like the, the the celebrity, um, what would you call it, uh, rehab clinic, uh, of of like the seventies, eighties, and nineties, um, so yeah, she she went and she like she always had this great resolve. She always had this like determination to keep going to get over whatever you know thing was facing her. Um, so she actually did get. Past this painkiller addiction and uh, you know she kept going she came out all the stronger for it apparently and uh, she kept going and she kept making the hits um, but I think we'll, we'll go on to our I think one of my favourite songs that she's done I don't know if you're even aware of this song but in in 92 she made an unexpected return to the Billboard 100 by providing vocals for the song Justified and Ancient do you know? Do you know this song? Justify No, Angels?
1: I thought you were going to say you ain't woman enough to take my man or something. Oh,
0: okay, okay. No, this is uh, this is a bit different. This is I'll, I'll add this to the Spotify playlist and I'd yeah, I you to go listen, listen to, to it, it after as well. Yeah. yeah, it's actually it was a a song by the British electronic duo the KLF, and they were creating this kind of fusion song. It's when you hear it, it's it's mad. It's like it's kind of a dance not disco, but kind of a dance song that's like infused by, has uh Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child guitar riff in it. And that goes to a, it's like a clanging bell in the background. And it's all this weird fusion of music. And they were in the studio and they were thinking just for the crack, Hey, do you know what this song needs? This needs Tammy Wynette. And they didn't know Tammy Wynette, you know? <laughs> um, so... They made a few phone calls and I think within three phone calls they were actually talking to Tammy over in Nashville. Oh, wow. And they played a song down the phone to her and she goes, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll sing on it. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a class song. It's like um, Moo Moo Land. Have you heard that song? It's "Oh, no. for Moo Moo Land. It, you probably, if you heard it, you might recognize it. I. I I recognize when I heard it from just growing up, I heard the song kind of in the background. i not really yeah. too familiar with it, but listen to it. It's like, actually, this is like, this is class. <laughs> it's, a great, yeah. it's a fun song. And look up the video as well. Um, it has Tammy in this kind of like a, a queen's um, dress and a tiara. And she's on, on this like 50 foot um, high throne. And there's all these like Asian... Dancers, Japanese girls around her, and Zulu dancers. And that sounds
1: very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's class. I think it's about aliens or something. The song—it's like these, uh, these aliens are justified and ancient, and they own an ice cream van. It's mad. It's it's just <laughs> cuckoo bananas.
1: <laughs> so it's probably um, time enough for something kind of light-hearted yeah. from having, you know, what all the other emotional songs.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because, yeah, she, all her songs are... We didn't actually mention the song. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> that would be quite...
1: One of her main songs, kind of. One kinda. of her main
0: songs, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. And it was like one of those songs that reflected her own life. Yeah, um, it really
1: did. Five yeah. divorce Well,
0: four. Yeah, four. And the fifth one stuck. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, the song... The song itself is like a spelling lesson. You have to kind of keep oh, you have to keep track yeah. of. Oh, oh my god. Okay. T. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah. Okay. So it's like um, obviously they're ta- the, the mother and father are talking about divorce in front of the kid, and they don't want to say the word divorce, so they had to spell it out. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're obviously very familiar. Have you? Have, You've no reason I, to sing I don't
1: this song.
0: sing this song. No, yeah. I only know what Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't imagine you singing this song. <laughs>
1: I'm too young to be singing about divorce. Yeah. So.
0: Is anyone is anyone singing this song on the I suppose on the Irish country scene? It's not. No, really not that I've song.
1: heard of. Yeah. Not that I've
0: heard of. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll sing it then.
1: <laughs> yeah, you may as well.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of her big songs as well. But yeah, this is uh, so this is early 90s, 92. She sang this uh, Justified and Ancient which I actually fell in love with this great song yeah. and she said that it was actually her most like satisfying project to work on outside of country music. She just, she did it for the fun of it and it was, and it actually became a hit <laughs> and, you know, she became this like for a time, a queen of pop as well, as, as well as the queen of country. <laughs> uh, but these KLF guys, these are the, 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 the guys that put out the song, they were, um, they were interesting guys. Apparently, they announced their departure from the music business at a Brit Awards ceremony and they fired machine gun blanks into the audience and they left a dead sheep on the steps of a hotel hosting an after-show party. And uh, they also later burned the bulk of their earnings from record sales, a million pounds in cash. They burned money. They burned money. I- I'm picturing it like, you know, that the, the Batman film, the, the Dark Knight, where the Joker was like, set, f- set fires like the mountain <laughs> of cash. I can picture it like that, it's a, these guys are bonkers. So you can only yeah. you can imagine what the song sounds like. Um, but yeah, Jenny Mac. Um, but yeah, she. Let me see. We're, we're going up to her health problems. Yeah, so the health problems basically kept going until she finally passed away. Uh, April. Fifty-five. 6th. That's correct. April sixth, nineteen ninety-eight. Too uh, young. Too young. Too young. Imagine, what would she be now if she's still alive? She's probably 80s, 1942. Are you good at maths?
1: No, you're asking <laughs> no. the wrong person. <laughs>
0: so nice, so 60, she'd be, yeah, about 79, give or take.
1: She should be still alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she apparently she was sitting, watching TV, fell asleep, and uh, she had a blood clot in her lung.
1: And in her lung, so yeah.
0: She passed away in her sleep, which was... Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: the, know if this is fact or fiction but it said her body was exhumed
0: yes is that yeah. tr- okay, true okay I that's, honestly that was so great
1: getting. I didn't even know if it was true or false
0: yeah that's true that's true That's the reason was um, coming back to Mr. Ritchie her fifth husband apparently her stepdaughters accused him of but well, first of all they accused her of kind of keeping Tammy away from friends and family kind of being overprotective kind of yeah you know keeping or to himself kind of thing. And uh, so they actually said, let me see, I'll just kind of get this right now first before. (laughs) So they tried very hard to separate mom from her family and friends. So he could be the only person she could turn to. I think she felt like she had no choice and it was too difficult to fight. And and actually he could have encouraged her to overuse painkillers, which was indirectly responsible for her death. Um, so they actually ended up f- filing a $50 million wrongful death lawsuit against Ritchie and her body was exhumed, uh, which Janie Mack, you couldn't even let her rest. Like after all this yeah. torment, it was like, just so grisly. Uh, body was exhumed and examined and the results confirmed that Wynnette had died of natural causes in brackets, heart failure. Uh, so they dropped the lawsuit then in 99. So that was life. That was a very
1: heavy um, uh, topic for the heavy, first podcast. <laughs>
0: heavy. <laughs> oh my God. So, poor Tammy. I can hear mm. just hear all that pain in her voice when you... In her
1: voice, you really can.
0: Yeah. 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 So like obviously I think you're going to be like the potential Irish queen country music. Irish country music. But uh, let's hope <laughs> that you don't have to go through any of this
1: Hopefully not, torture. mother well, that was drive anyone
0: mad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how she... Like she apparently, yeah, she, as I said earlier, she had this like steely resolve to just keep going. And that's crazy. She, she had I, to be I,
1: mentally tortured.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think we mentioned that when she was kind of starting off on the road, she had to... When she had her, her three kids, she actually ended up um getting this like um old tour bus, like an old, old tour bus that had no heating. And so the family lived on the bus while they travelled around the country She and she was doing gigs um, and she couldn't even hire a driver so she drove the bus and it's you crazy. Know, she she was so like she, she's an absolute inspiration how how she just got through all of this. Um,
1: and we think we have problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We think we've, we've, we have we have a bad I suppose, yeah. yeah. But yeah, what are your thoughts on everything you've learned, Ashley.
1: I'm absolutely blown away by all of that. There was so much that I didn't know. Some of it I did know, but I'm after, you're really after opening my eyes. And, you know, I can kind of, I have a better understanding now of where all her music really came from and the songs she wrote herself, you know, they were actually like, they really, really applied to her life and everything she was after going through, you know. Yeah. It was all a a reflection.
0: Yeah, yeah. And are you starting to write your own songs as well? Have you released any of your own songs yet?
1: I haven't released any of my own songs, no, but in college one of my modules is actually songwriting. Ah, so yeah. I have been tipping away, doing a few, I don't think I have any masterpieces just yet, but um, hopefully in the not too near, or not too far future, um, I'll have some of them ready or nearly ready or, you know, I just, I think as well with songwriting, um, you're kind of your own worst critic, you know.
0: Oh, gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the trick is just write down what you'd like to hear. And don't yeah. think about, oh, what's, what's Mary down the road going to think about when she hears this? Like, just don't yeah. think, don't think about it that way. Just go, like, even write it, write down the whole song and even just think in your head, I'm never going, is never going to see the light any, you know, it's never going to see the light and I just write it down yeah. without judging yourself too much and you just kind of yeah. put it down on the page and if you don't like it, just, you know, turn the page and start writing a new one. And if you do like it, Know, put it out there and happy days. Hope
1: for now, when I have my first hit, I'll, I'll owe it all to you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> my first original, hopefully. Oh,
0: first original, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, just, and hopefully, you won't be writing any songs as terribly sad as four time. No,
1: about Standing By My Man or D I V O R C E.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, have you actually like what, what songs did you say you do of First Live or uh, do you do any your- songs? You do stand by your man all
1: the time? Is, um, I do stand by your man as one of them, and until I can make it on my own, I do sometimes. Now, yeah. it's not really, I don't know, it's not really a lively number. I, I don't, it's more of a concert song, you know. As yeah. you stand by your man, yeah, they're kind Absolutely. of big hitters,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fair play, and again, thanks so much for joining me.
1: No problem at all. I'm after having a great education there for the yeah. last hour,
0: yeah. Hopefully. So I People don't come out too depressed out of this uh, episode. Um, Hopefully we we had, you know, had some crack along the way, (laughs) I hope. (laughs) Um, But again, if you'd like to tell the listeners where can they find you and your music and your videos and everything.
1: Yeah, so Facebook is Ashling Rafferty Music, as is my YouTube. So you can find me there and you can keep up to date with wherever I'm playing or my new releases and all that sort of stuff, new videos, they'll all be there. And then of course my Instagram is just Ashling Rafferty, so it's nice and plain. And yeah, that's that's them all.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And yeah, I highly suggest people go out and listen to Ashling. She lovely, lovely music. Uh, her voice is angelic, I would say. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that she's sitting in front of me. I actually, really, like, but you're sitting in front of me virtually, let's say. But um, yeah, it's a great, great music. And there, I think one of my favorites now is um, the "Darling, Say You Love Me" when you're when I'm old. That's a, yeah, that's like a song that you wish Tammy could have written. You know, you know, you <laughs> wish she would have had that too. <laughs> that
1: happiness, kind of, yes, you that know, happiness.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Unfortunately,
1: not. Unfortunately.
0: Absolutely. Again, thanks very much for joining me, Ashling. and thanks for listening to the lovely listener that's listening right now. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to follow the podcast, go over to our Facebook and Instagram. It's Copper's Corner Podcast, and uh, I'll be uploading this to YouTube. And and go over spot. If you can, well, I suppose they're already ha- already listening to it. there's no point in <laughs> saying where it's going to be. But
1: <laughs> well, just in case, I don't know.
0: just in case, yeah, we're going to have the video on the YouTube and the audio on the. Um, the Spotify and Apple podcast anywhere you can get your podcast and I will create a Spotify playlist that will have some time in net songs on it and I'll be adding songs to it uh, of future topics as we keep going and I'll be I'll be talking to lots of other people in the future and it'll be all sorts of genres as well uh it won't be just country but country like the more I learn about country is like mind blowing like that Tammy I mean, when story and if you get you know dig Dig deep into like George Jones and Johnny Cash, and stories are phenomenal. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about all sorts of music. And you never know, Ashley, we can get you back and we talk about someone else in the future as well.
1: brilliant I love that, to
0: Topper. And thanks very much for having me on today as well. I was thrilled. Thanks very much for coming on. And uh, so, thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. And that's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Ashley. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening.